When it comes to hard work, there's one important rule. Pick the right tool for the right job. That's why Chevy offers a family of Silverado pickup trucks designed just for the job. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Welcome to Apparently, the podcast for absolutely average parents. I'm Ann Johnsos. And I'm Tracy Weiner. Ann and I met at our first radio jobs and have been friends ever since. And we had fun in our 20s as wing women for each other. And in our 30s, we got married. Then we had babies within weeks of each other. Eventually landing the hardest job we've ever had, parenthood. Our kids are 12 and 10, but we'll talk about everything from babyhood to menopause. We want to discuss topics that interest us and you and bring some knowledge to other average parents. We make it look easy. We make it look good. Yeah, we're average, not experts. So we'll talk about the topics with people who know what they're doing. Yeah, we'll get the experts. And I'm sure to embarrass myself along the way. Yeah, after the first season, I'm pretty sure we already have. (laughs) So welcome to Apparently. We make it look easy. We make it look good. Apparently, marriage in America is changing. It's become more about status than necessity. So researchers at the University of Michigan say marriage today is more likely to be an end goal after couples obtain college degrees and good jobs for both partners. Mm -hmm. So that means financial stability. Sure. And unlike the baby boomers who are kind of divorce crazy, the Gen Xers and millennials are waiting to get married or not marrying at all. So the divorce rate has dropped by like 18 percent between 2008 and 2016. I was surprised by that. And then I was reading more and that the the divorce rate has actually been falling for uh, since the 90s, the late 90s. Um, That seems that seems the opposite of what I would think. Yeah, me too. And and particularly anecdotally, you know, we're hitting middle age. Okay, we're, we're there. Okay, we're there. we're there. Come on. <laughs> but a lot of my friends um, who are, you know, turning 50 are suddenly having this like, wait a minute. What am I doing with my life? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, we, uh, you know, in, in our circle, we've had a number of friends in the past year or two who have gotten divorced. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah, I was trying to think. I don't, I don't know a lot. No. Yeah, that's great. Maybe it's a suburb thing. <laughs> well, it might be. It might be. Yes. I don't know. The city dwellers get divorced. I don't know. I don't know. But so it made me think we should be talking a little bit about it. Um, sure. Not just as women or wives, um, but as parents. You sure. know, um, what do you what do you go through, and and how do you survive? Because I think. I think it's a very, very difficult time. Well, think about like right now in our lives for the two of us, like we're coming out of a tunnel, like we're at the, like our kids are self-sufficient now. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you have littles, you're just busy and you're just trying to, you're a robot and you're trying to get everyone where they need to be and, and whatnot. Right. And it's not until they get a little older that there's a little more self-reflection about like, what am I doing with my life or what? Maybe that, I wonder if that has something to do with it, too. And think about, too, you know, ours are, you know, 10 and 12 or 10 and 13. Um, but what about the empty nesters? Like, you know, when you fun, when you don't have kids in the house, then, so you're, d- then yeah. you have to look at each other and be like, whoa, <laughs> what now? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think it's fraught. So um, anyway, 
I found an expert. Uh, Jackie Pilosoff is the creator of the divorce blog, Divorced Girl Smiling, and we will put a link to that. Um, it's smart and funny. It aims to help men and women through divorce. Um, it's led Pilosoff to a regular spot on Huffington Post. Uh, she does television appearances. She does some podcasts. Um, she's a columnist for the Chicago Tribune Pioneer Press, and she lives with her family. Do you live in Chicago, Jackie, or are you in the northern burbs? I live in the burbs. Okay. Um, and... She's divorced. Well, I would hope so. Her her blog is Divorce Girl Smiling. So, um, Jackie, so tell us for, tell us your story, like the divorce story, and what led to the blog. Yeah. So, thanks for having me. And you know, it's it's good to hear that the divorce rate is going down, um, but it's still a lot of people getting divorced. You know, just because it's gone down doesn't mean that there aren't many, there is still a lot of divorce. Mm -hmm. Sure. And in my case, it was 11 years ago and I had young kids and I didn't get married till I was 35. So I was a very self-sufficient, independent person who knew how to be alone. I knew how to do everything for myself. And when you get married, the whole point of marriage, tell me if I'm wrong, is to enjoy each other, spend time together, want to build a life together and be on the same team. And I found in my marriage that wasn't the case. And it was very competitive about who's watching the kids and you have more free time than me. And it was a lot of fighting. And that just isn't a good way to live your life. Mm -hmm. So I think both my ex and I knew that we were really with the wrong person. And it became so difficult that we decided to split up. And our kids were still really young, which was very hard. But it was better even for them because being in a household with so much hostility and resentment that just couldn't be solved with, you know, five marriage counselors, it's just not going to work. So it was a better option for us. So then I decided I'm, I'm a journalist. That's my background. And after I got divorced, what helped me get through it was writing about it and just journaling. And so then I started turning those journals into a WordPress blog. And it just I think people responded to it because I was really honest and vulnerable. And I just really got to the heart of what I was really feeling. And I think people appreciated the honesty and the vulnerability of it. Sure, it was relatable. Right. Was that blog, The Divorced Girl Smiling? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So I've been reading up about you, of course, and um, I found an article that I thought was really interesting that you wrote for Huffington Post, and it was called 20 Lies Divorced People Tell Themselves. And I thought it was interesting because I... I think if I were divorced, I would tell myself these things as well. So can, do you mind if we go through them and you can tell me why they're lies? <laughs> sure. Okay. So the first one The first one was, I couldn't care less what happens to my ex. Right. So, you know, divorce is at the beginning especially. There's so much anger that yeah. goes along with it and so much resentment and it's still so raw that, you know, it's like, oh, good riddance, bye-bye. But really, 
of course you're going to care. You were married to the person. But, you know, it's easy to just say, like, I just don't even care. Well, yeah, you do. Right. And you might have had kids with this person. So obviously it's your child's daddy. So you care. Exactly. And in fact, you know, I, I, I was on a plane yesterday and I was reading a magazine that had an article about Luke Perry. So sad that he just died. And they said his ex-wife was at his bedside when he died. And I thought that was really nice. You know, I mean, of course, you're always going to care about the person. But maybe that comes later. You know, maybe when you're first going through a divorce, it's like you can't stand the person and you really don't think you care about them. But then as time goes by, you realize that they really are your family. All right. What about this one? I hate when I'm not with my kids. (laughs) <laughs> right. So that's the guilty secret that um, that no divorced man or woman will share. It is really nice to have a break. And I hate even publicly saying that everyone's going to think I'm a terrible parent. But when your kids are young and, you know, they're with the other parent, it's such a nice break. And especially when you're in this mode of just being so upset about your divorce and needing to heal and work on yourself. And maybe, you know, you have to go back to work, so you need that time to put your resume together or, you know, you need to get it together. And when the ex has the kids, it's a really nice reprieve. But nobody wants to say that because, of course, we all adore our children. Of course, sure. we want to be with them. I'm married. The break is nice. I'm, right. mar- I'm married and I adore my kids. But, heck, I'm really happy when I have some moments to myself. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that. I think everybody needs right. to have that time. So there's nothing. There's no shame in that. Nope. Right. Keep, keeping it real. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. The other one I saw was I don't want to meet anyone and I'm never getting married again. Okay, so did you guys say you're both married? Yes. Yes. Okay, so every married person says, if I got divorced, I'd never get remarried. So, of course, I'm like, well, you're saying that because you're married. (laughs) Then when people get divorced, I don't think you're thinking about, you're either, you've either been, no, I shouldn't say either. You've been hurt, right? I mean, if you're getting divorced, you are hurt. Mm -hmm. You're angry about something. Every divorce is different, but there's something that you're extremely upset about. You're angry or you just feel like you're not in love anymore. So, of course, people are going to say, like, I just never I'm never getting married again. And then they I swear, almost all people end up getting married. Well, there's also like a disappointment that, you know, it it didn't work out. I, I, I could right. see a whole host and of... And a lack of trust. Right. Yeah. You know, if someone is... I just did a whole um, piece on cheating. And how do you trust again if somebody cheated on you? Oh, for sure. Right. You know, how could you get that back? It's really hard. Yep. I called off a wedding when I was young, and I remember not trusting myself to make good choices again. Because I was like, if I was going to marry him, maybe I have no good judgment. Right. I could see how you would think that. Yeah. So, which isn't true. It isn't true, but. No, Trace, Tracy is speechless. Why are you so speechless? Because I, do, I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. My face is bright red right now. Oh, my God. I remember that specifically. Yes. Yeah. Oh in God. fact, he proposed at the radio station. Oh, let's not talk about it. Um, okay. What about this? What about this lie? I know my ex will regret this someday. Well, that's just ego. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean. He is going to be so sorry, you know. Well, 
And and maybe he will be or she will be, but it shouldn't even matter. Right. One of the other ones was when I'm when I was married, I was really happy, or when I was married, I was really miserable. Could right. you be so both? We all we all rewrite history, right? Like you know, we'll say we were so happy together, and you know everything was so perfect. And then I hear this from women who like their husband just left them and they were blindsided. They had no idea it was coming. And then they start to look back and reflect and they see it takes a lot of time, but they see things that they wouldn't allow themselves to see. I've done it in relationships, you know, where you look back and you go, well, that wasn't really, you know, as good as I remember it because in our brain, we all remember the good stuff. Sure. What about this one? Everyone knows the divorce was his or her fault. Right. So you guys, one of you guys just said you have a lot of friends who are getting divorced. Yeah. And they probably call you and they're, and you're probably like, oh my gosh, he's such an ass. You know, <laughs> am I allowed to say ass? On <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You're right. He is a jerk. Oh. And then they'll tell you a story and you go, oh, what a jerk, you know, and so we all believe that our friends believe it was his fault. But, you know, in reality, everybody knows there's three sides to the story. His side, her side, and the truth. Right. You know, and so people tend to want, you know, want their friends to side with them and tell themselves that their friends are siding with them. And, and they are, but they're not 100% taking one side. Sure. This one stumped me. Uh, my attorney really hates my ex. What? What is that? <laughs> okay, so I had three different attorneys for the one case. Um, yeah, for my one case. And all of them would say things to me like, um, oh, you know, they would act like they were my friend and they were trying to make me feel better, I guess, which I think is the right thing to do. But in reality, it's professional for them. So... They don't hate your ex. They're just trying to do do their job for you. And part of that job is saying, like, I can't believe your ex did that. And you then, and, you know, they become kind of like your friend. Right. But they don't really hate your ex. Sure. How about this? <laughs> Even if I could find a way, I'd never be interested in checking out my ex's profile on dating sites or on Facebook. Oh, whatever. That's a total lie. <laughs> <laughs> It depends how much time you have on your hands. No. That, you know, like, I mean, I, I'm so busy that I don't have time to do all the stalking, but there have been times in my life when I have had the time. And, you know, every you guys, you don't have to admit it, but aren't there kind of times you kind of look on Facebook and you see this random picture of someone you used to know and... They're like a friend of a friend, so you kind of go on their page and you're like, wait a minute, you, you kind of check them out. And, you know, I mean, that's just the nature of social media. Yeah, natural yeah. curiosity. Yeah. yeah, down the rabbit right. hole I go. Yes, for sure. Right. Um, well, this one I actually think is, I, I could see myself saying this, is I hate dating. I, I couldn't so imagine everyone... dating. I couldn't imagine dating. After d divorce? After divorce. Like, or as in this day and age now. Oh, like nowadays, with all the different swipe dating left, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. Like all the dating apps and everything, it's totally a different world than a long time ago. Right, right. I think people 
want to say I hate dating and there's a lot to hate about it. But isn't there this like secret excitement too? I mean, it's like, I just got out of a bad marriage. I have a second chance now. There's opportunity here. There's no guarantee, but like there's the potential that I could meet the greatest guy in the world. And if you don't date, you're never going to meet him. So don't you kind of love secretly that, you know, there's this chance maybe? It's like a hope. Yeah, optimism. Right. What about this? The thought of having sex with my ex is repulsive. I don't know why I wrote that because when you're first getting divorced, that is how people feel, I think, because you're so angry, you're so resentful. You're so disappointed, you're frustrated, you're probably fighting in court about things. So obviously, you don't want to have sex with the person. But I think over time, when the good memories come back, you know, sometimes it feels like sentimental and you might have thoughts like, oh, I really did love him. Sure. So the other lie is the thought of having sex with another man or woman is repulsive. Is that right? And again... There's this, I think at the beginning, there's this, you could maybe feel that way, but then it's kind of like there's this excitement, like, wow, I have another chance. The potential for somebody, the hope of somebody is there. So why would anyone say that? Okay, this one... This one, because this is a parenting podcast and we talk about kids all the time, but my kids are going to grow up and realize what my ex did to me. So everybody that I know that writes me about what their divorce problems. It feels like an injustice. So here's a typical scenario. A guy leaves a woman for another uh, guy leaves his wife for another woman and they get married and she is just feeling like, you know, she got dumped for the younger woman, but the kids still love the father. He's their father. Of course. And so it feels like this injustice to people and it burns like they're so upset. How could these kids still love their father after what he did to their mother? And the bottom line is they're always going to love him and they will, when they get older, they will recognize it, but not to the degree that the wife wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. The kids always, kids are smart. People are smart. They'll know what really happened, but it won't change their love for their parent in most cases. In many cases, I shouldn't say most, but, you know, everybody loves their mom and their dad unconditionally. Right. And so, and when people get divorced, they want the kids to go, I can't believe dad did this to you, but the kids won't do that. But he didn't. Frustrating to people. But they didn't do it to the kids. They did it to the mom or dad. So Right. Yeah. How about this? They did it to the family. So they really did do it to the kids. Okay. Okay. Um, How about this lie? I know how to stay away from a dysfunctional relationship. (laughs) Right. And, you know, so this is kind of mean because I think I I wrote that. And um, I I personally, when I got divorced, was in a, a few you know, went out with some dysfunctional people and stayed in relationships longer than I probably should have. But, you know, we're all a little damaged. We all have some baggage and we have to figure it out for ourselves. And the the takeaway is just don't get married. 
until you know that you're with this really good guy or girl exactly. you know, woman. My life is really messed up thanks to my ex. Yeah, so that's the victim mentality. Right. And um, I, I really can't stand that about people. I think it's okay if you play the victim for a little while, but you messed your life up by marrying person. I know that sounds really mean, but you. But the beauty of this is that you can fix it, you know? And when you get divorced from somebody, it's this whole new opportunity to carve out a life that you really love. Mm-hmm. And... So nobody messed anything up. As long as we have our health and we're still alive and breathing, we have the ability to do anything. How about this as a lie? I don't know if it's a lie. So uh, I love my new life. You're not, you can't love your new life after divorce? I think a lot of divorced people kind of convince themselves that everything's perfect and I've been divorced 11 years, and I'm not going to say, like, I've had this easy life. It's been really hard. Being a single mom is really, really hard in many ways. I'm not saying being a mom isn't hard. That's hard, too. Even if you're married, it's hard. I don't think just divorced people. I think everyone thinks their life is perfect. Just go on Facebook, and it's, like, pervasive. Like, everyone's showing everything's all puppy dogs and rainbows, and it's not. That's such a good point. It's true. When you go on... but. But here's my defense for the people who do that. Why shouldn't they post the good things? Like, who wants to hear your problems? Nobody wants to hear your problems. I love going on Facebook and seeing all my friends on these fun trips and pictures of their kids. And that's really good. And it does appear that they have a perfect life. But I know that they don't because, like me, everybody has problems. And so... But you're right. Social media makes everybody feel depressed, like, oh, you know, oh, they're on another trip. Their life is perfect. Well, how you do have no idea what their life is really like. Exactly. Sure. How about this one for a lie? If I could just meet someone, I know my life would fall into place. Okay. So I actually was standing in a friend of mine's kitchen and she said that to me. She goes, I need a partner. Then I'll figure out what I'm doing in life. And I was like, no, you have it backwards. You need to figure out what you're doing in life and then get a partner. You know, people don't make people happy. What people do, how they choose to spend their time and how they choose to live their life, that's what makes somebody happy. The person should just be the icing on the cake, in my opinion. Okay, this is an interesting lie, they say. My ex's girlfriend is hideous looking. Well, I think people might say that just because they're angry. Yeah, that sounds like You know, and maybe they're younger than you. Yep, yep. (laughs) But I have to say, my uh, ex-husband's wife is very pretty and very nice. That's that's healthy. You can get there overnight, though. Yep. Um, How about this one? My ex is really jealous of the guy I'm dating. Yeah. Well, you know, I that could be true in in some cases, but um, if it makes you feel better to say that, then say it. But it's a lie. (laughs) My (laughs) another one you wrote. My wedding day was the best day of my life. Right, and you know. that could also be true, but again, we, we always remember the good things, don't we? I mean, 
Like if there was any snafu at your wedding, you're not really going to remember it unless you remember it in a really funny way. You know, like, like um, my son's bar mitzvah, all the table numbers were all mixed up and everybody just sat wherever they wanted. But, you know, I remember that, but it was funny. But for the most part, we always remember all the really good things. And if somebody wants to remember their wedding day that way, that's great. I say, instead of saying that, think about maybe, maybe the, the best day of my life hasn't happened yet. Hmm. Optimism again. Um, what about this lie? I don't care what other people think about me getting divorced. Right. Do, do you that don't, doesn't everybody care about what people think about them secretly? <laughs> of course. Yes, I do. I mean, we all do, but, um, but we shouldn't, right. we shouldn't care. You got to do what's best and for also, you. So, and also, when you get divorced, it feels like you're the center of the earth. Like, you are what everybody's talking about. And maybe you are for about 10 minutes, and then they've moved on. Sure, sure. Is there, so we're going to go into some uh, advice from you. Is, is there ever a right time to get divorced? <sighs> Such a tough, tough question that a lot of people ask. So, there are certain times like that I could say is a bad time to ask somebody for a divorce when it comes to kids, like, for example, the start of school or the holidays. You know, obviously, you don't want to do it on Christmas mm -hmm. or on somebody's birthday or let's say like there's been a traumatic event like, you know, uh, the person's mom just died. And, you know, so that's just sort of common sense. And if you ask somebody for a, a divorce during that time, it, it could make all everything really a lot worse. And, you know, then the situation could just be worse the whole time. But I'd say there's really never a right time. I mean, those times aren't the best. But like I say to people, like, you'll know when it's time. And I remember a therapist saying this to me. She said, you know, a lot of people ask for a divorce and then they try to work it out and they get back and break up together, get back, break up and get back together like five or six times before they actually go through with the divorce. And that's perfectly okay because it's a really big life decision. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're both making the right decision. But um, I feel like people should just listen to their gut and don't do it on a whim and just do it when you have everything well thought out. And yeah, just really take your time thinking about it. Nobody just asked for a divorce one day out of the blue. Obviously, they've been unhappy for a really long time. So maybe go to a therapist, maybe get a consultation from a divorce attorney about the process, or read up on my blog and find out you know, I write a lot about the process and what mediation is and, you know, kind of have a plan in your head before before you do it. Know what you're getting into, I guess, is the best way to put it. Sure. How can a divorced couple work together to raise the kids? I mean, you're a product. You, you have had a divorce. You had young kids. What would, what would be your right. takeaway or what you would impart to um, people that are going through it right now or about to embark on, on a divorce? What would you tell them? So the best thing a couple can do for the kids is to get along. They don't have to be best friends, but get along and show the kids that even if you're divorced, you're on the same page. The parents are a team for the kids. So 
the kids have to know, like even now, if one of my kids wants something, my ex and I always say like, your mom and I both think, you know, the kids need you to still be a team. And it's really hard to do that when you're first going through a divorce and you don't even want to talk to the person, but you have to really try to suck it up and get along with the person and talk to them and make decisions about your kids together and they'll be so much better for it. But that's really hard to do, especially at the beginning. And, and how about if you want to do it, but your ex doesn't or vice versa, you know, both people have to be committed and put the kids before their own feelings. And that would be hard if you're, if you're particularly angry or hurt. It's so hard. I mean, I've been on both sides. I've been terrible at co-parenting certain times in our lives and great at it. And we see how our kids thrive and do so much better when we're getting along, which has been for a long time now. What is your advice regarding social media during divorce? Because I I have friends who are either not posting at all because they uh, it can be used against them, or who are posting all the you know rainbows and lollipops because they're trying to outdo their ex. Okay, what do you mean that they're posting like pictures of them on dates and with boy new boyfriends and things, or they're posting like my ex did this and no, they're no, like, no. really airing their dirty laundry? No, well, yes, some of that, but uh, but mostly like look at how great I'm a great a time I'm having with my kids. Look, I took them here and I took them here. So trying to do the we're having so much fun without you posts. Well, whatever somebody wants to do, I think that's really silly, but. <laughs> If that makes somebody feel better, then it's okay, (laughs) right? I mean, but you're right. There are certain posts you can't post because when you post something on any social media, you have to not care if the whole entire world sees it because it will get out there if somebody wants to see it. And so it could hurt a case in court, Mm -hmm. you know, and so you you really have to be careful when you're going through a divorce, I think, on social media. I think all the time, not just when you're going through a divorce, just be really careful what you post. Yeah, I I have seen that before, <laughs> where you see that they're off doing this and that, and I'm like, wow, they're living the, they're, they're living the life. Or it might come back to bite them, right? I don't know specifically if it's come back to bite them, but I definitely, there's definitely a little bit of... I'm off doing this or I'm here and I'm having the best time ever. I've seen that. Yeah. They really wanted to get back to the person. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really silly if you think about it. Yeah. But you know, people get so, they're so hurt. They're so angry. There's so much resentment that they don't know how to cope. Sure. Well, you, you know? don't go into it expecting that it's to not succeed. <laughs> You don't get married mm-hmm. thinking that it's not going to work out. You get married right. because you it's think so you're disappointing. in it. Yeah, it's a huge disappointment for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So do you think when people are facing divorce, they should assume that they will find someone new? I, 100% no. Well, okay, this is... So a lot of people, there's many, many reasons why people get divorced. But one reason, if someone says, like... I think I'm going to get divorced because they think they can do better or they're just not into their husband, almost like it's a boyfriend and they just want to date someone else because he's not the one. 
right. bad reason to get divorced. So I always tell people, like, my rule is, not that you have to follow my rule, but my advice is that if you're getting divorced because you're trying to do better, you shouldn't be getting divorced. But if you're getting divorced and you can say to yourself, this situation is so wrong and so not for me and not making me happy that I don't care if I'm alone for the rest of my life. Not that you will be, but you don't just don't want to be with this person. Then, then you should get divorced. Sure. It's but big- if you think, you know, like if someone said you're never going to meet anyone, so then you say, well, okay, then I'll say that's not a good philosophy. <laughs> Sure. Right. You, you get divorced because you're you're okay being on your own. You have to be, or you, or you shouldn't get divorced. And I don't even judge people. Everybody has their own reasons for doing things. And the number one reason people don't get divorced is because they're afraid financially. And women especially don't want to go back to work. And, and I don't judge someone for that. If that's the choice you make, I'm not going to judge you. But my choice is put in, it might be really hard, but ultimately at the other end, you'll probably end up happier. But I don't know, maybe not. There's no guarantees. That's the truth. Um, Jackie Pilisoff, the creator of the divorce blog, Divorced Girl Smiling. Uh, We will link to that. Thank you so much for joining us. This flew by. Um, uh, We appreciate your advice. You guys, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jackie. Take care. So apparently divorce isn't just an end. It can be a beginning, and maybe not a beginning with someone else, but a beginning of life alone. Yes. Um, and ultimately, if if you're parenting kids while divorced, you have got to work together. Yes. It's easier said than done. I, it's, sometimes it's hard to work together I'm, when you're married. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> that's yeah. a true story. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think that asking for a divorce... Uh, when you get to that point, it's got to be like incredibly difficult. Yep. Because there's so much when you're getting married, you're so like anticipating such greatness and like success. Yeah. And then when it doesn't, it ends up being like, I failed. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you feel like failure. And I liked her advice about, you know, really considering it because I think sometimes you can get angry and be like, well, I want a divorce. And that is not. That's not the way you do it either, right? I think you really have to consider what it means. Yeah. And the unified front part, I think, is a huge deal. Yep. So we'd love to hear from you if you're going through a separation or a divorce. Any strategies, any survival stories? How did it How did it happen for how'd, you? Yeah, how did you make it work? Yep. Um, check out our Facebook page. Give us a call at 331-704-0046. Or you can email us at apparentlypodcast at gmail.com. This is a WGN Plus podcast. I'm Tracy Weiner. And I'm Ann Johnsos. Thanks for listening to Apparently. We make it look easy. We make it look good. When everybody sees it, they stop and take a look.